0: Everyone, and welcome to another episode of Madrigal to Movies with Robin. Rob, I'm one of your hosts, Peter Madrigal.
1: Hey, guys, and I'm Rob Federick. Happy to be here.
0: Hey, Rob Schulte here,
2: guys. This movie was uh, my choice today. We're watching Coherence. Uh,
0: Had you all seen it before? Um, actually, Rob, uh, I've never seen this movie before. Never, this is last night was my first viewing. Ever, actually oh and for me
1: it was also my first viewing but Rob can I be honest
2: please I only
0: accept honesty from I, this group
1: I really wish I hadn't seen it Oh no! <laughs> oh.
0: Okay. so 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 is it one of those uh, it's not it's definitely not one of those uh, punch yourself in the face so
1: <laughs> I, I hate to say this because We we don't talk we don't bash movies here at Madrigal at the Movies with Rob and Rob. We look we look for ways to fix. We 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 do, but I feel like it's one of those kind of slap yourself in the forehead movies. I was doing that quite a bit when I was watching this one last night, guys.
2: Really? Now, when you say slap yourself in the face, I I okay. So I'm catching the vibe, Rob. Not for you, (laughs) but like but like slapping yourself in the face, like why the hell did you do that was slapping your face fi- like director or characters or is it like slap yourself in the face like oh my god why do- am i still watching this thing so
1: i think it was a mixture of all of the above it was mo- mostly like plot points that for me was like what what why like but no like you know what i mean like that was my reaction quite a lot through the movie and, and a lot of times too like the characters would do something i just be like oh my god no like like it I we'll get into it. You know what I mean? Sure. We'll get into it. Okay. But um I didn't watch it alone actually. I did watch it with my girlfriend last night and uh I, I really you know, she's very much of a different mindset than I am. She's more positive thinking in a lot of um, you know, optimistic new movies when she watches stuff. And and she kind of felt the same way that I did, which is interesting. So Ooh, I'd love yeah. to discuss the comments, but I also have ideas like Peter says on how I would do it differently. So
0: well, one of the things I will I want to address this right now. One of the things I have a problem with as far as like independent movies go I I is they all look the same. Yeah, it's
2: a very mumble corey sort of movie.
0: Well it's not just that, but I mean like first off, number one, with a lot of independent movies they all they do is do the handheld shot and then that's it so i've seen it with this one there was a jennifer aniston kevin smith movie that they did and that's a higher budget movie and they still did the same thing handheld camera i've seen so many of so many independent movies that look the same they just do the handheld shot handheld shot handheld shot and then one of the tropes one of the things that you can always tell from a from an independent movie is that they do the um do a lot of improvisation and then they do the uh unfocused focus in on some of the on the on some of the uh like uh, the, the the close-up shots the, fo- the focus unfocused focus back in I'm, like
1: biting my lips so i don't have much to say about this right now
0: <laughs> 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 but rob but i mean like what are your thoughts on this movie yeah what are yours rob I, what are your thoughts but before we even get into any of this is there a vhs <laughs> yes I did, I did i did a, find a, back of the
2: cover the i did the cover. find the uh the back of the box here boys yes. um yeah, you know, that's why they call me back of the box boy.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wait, that doesn't sound right. That at all. does not sound right, dude.
2: <laughs> Don't tell your girlfriend that. <laughs> yeah, please. Oh, Lord. Um, on the night of an astronomical anomaly, eight friends at a dinner party experience a troubling chain of reality bending events. Part cerebral sci fi and part relationship drama, coherence is a tightly focused, intimately shot film that quickly ratchets up with tension and mystery so i agree with part of that but um yeah what are your I, thoughts
1: rob like because you picked so, this movie so we yeah. would love to we would i really want to pick your
2: brains to you know was it I an do, experiment yeah well it was it was an experiment for me for this podcast let's put it right. that way there we go i i i do like this film but i do not disagree with certain things that you guys have brought up before i am not the biggest fan of the way it's shot but i love the the st- i love the puzzle that a film is And some films i go into um Really enjoying that I have to think about it try and put the pieces together and even with a rewatch it doesn't always you know fit but I know that like there is a path to make it make sense and something about that with me um, really brings something out in my mind like I really enjoy that that sort of like puzzle piece feature and that's not always why I watch films but for some reason, Coherence really, really jumped out at me with that. Um, really? If I, yeah, I, I, I can go into it a little bit more, but do you, guys, do you guys ever get that feeling with films? Do you ever have anything like that? Or is it, so, do you like to watch differently? For me,
1: here, here's the thing with this, right? So like, for me, like the puzzle side of films and stuff like that, I think one of the best directors for that is Christopher Nolan, right? Oh, yeah. like, Ooh, I think yes. Christopher Nolan can execute a movie that is so complex, like something like Inception, which is just out there. I think it's even harder to process than The Matrix is. And he executes it brilliantly, which I think is what we're gonna be looking at with Tenet as well. Like It's gonna be something oh, interesting. Yeah. But my thoughts on this movie in terms of the, uh, the the puzzle, and I'd like to say something to the audience uh, that's listening that that is really important, especially for all the filmmakers out there that are, my, my main gripe with a movie like this is it feels like a cheap movie. It feels like I could tell this was a movie that was made for a couple thousand bucks Bingo. at somebody's house with yep. some friends and some actors that they hired that they know with minimal lights and, and cameras. And they did it over the course of like a week or a weekend uh, where they're like, Hey, we got a, you know, not a weekend, but like we are going to shoot this and we're going to try this cinema verite to me, which is very pretentious filmmaking, like it's like I'm so brilliant that I'm gonna do it. And, and the problem with all this is that cheap movies like that tend to fall apart, right? And, and the thing that my advice is, and, and something that I learned is, don't go out to make a movie just for the sake of making a movie because you have some money. Go strive to make the movie you want to make and build up to try to get the funds to execute the vision that you want because cheap movies that are single locations like oh i can do that i can make that like every filmmaker is like you know hey i have fifty thousand bucks we need to make a single location movie uh with a couple of that it's like you know i think that in so many ways coherence fell apart for me in terms of just the, the amount of characters the dialogue the cinema verite shot style like so many factors of it just went wrong where i was like they didn't have the money to execute this and I don't know if you guys agree but I'll, I'll, I'll keep going on with my notes after but I just want to put that point across
0: well I totally actually I totally uh, agree with uh, both of you actually but the thing one of the things that stood out to me uh, Rob with the uh, with the, the VHS back of the box was <clears throat> uh, tightly focused now for me when too I'm, close, <laughs> too, we
1: were too close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: For me, it was, this movie was super distracting. It wasn't tightly focused. It was very super distracting. And one of the reasons why I say it was very distracting was because of the fact that I couldn't concentrate on moments. Okay. And it goes back to what I was talking about as far as like independent filmmaking. Right. Uh, uh, there was not one shot, not one shot in this entire movie that was on sticks. It was sticks mean tripod. Yeah. There was no still shot there was no way we could take in a moment you know and that was that was number one number two i counted it in the first after she received that phone call in the opening credits which i was like okay this seems interesting standard shot a standard uh, indie shot behind the behind the shoulder you know on a phone call nonsensical whatever i was willing to forgive it but as soon as we cut into the kitchen with the olive oil i don't understand the significance of the olive oil okay uh, on top of all that uh we don't know any of their names. I don't know any of the characters. Yeah, that's names. that's. I, I'm so gonna weigh in it, on that. It wasn't, it wasn't focused at
1: all. I I did, Rob. Like one of the, my things with this film was that it was hard for me to follow along what was going yeah, on because there but, were too many characters. And but I it didn't. wasn't.
0: But going to a filmmaker standpoint. Yeah. To finish my point, I'm sorry to cut no, you no, off. No, no, no. You're fine. In the first, after that phone call, in that first two minutes of screen time in that first minute when they're in the kitchen no 40 in the first 40 seconds right there was how many hold on there were he's looking at there were 10 cuts yeah 10 well, edits in the first 40 seconds that means that is unfocused
2: well what i like about that and i'm sure you guys picked up on it at a certain point like each one of those Uh, blackouts to a new cut is a new reality, is a different reality. And I
0: know that it's jarring at first. I'm not talking about the blackouts. I'm talking about the uh, cut from the olive oil to the guy's face to the to a two shot back to a, the guy's oh, face. Oh, I got to, you. And then and then she comes in and then you know it's like it was it's so focused. It it,
1: again, I think it's where where it's shot in the point where look, we we have limited budget, we have limited time. I understand. We that. have so many many actors, which in, so again we, we we talk about how we fix movies, right? I would have cut down the characters. I would have made it either just a couple like 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 literally a girl and a guy, like the blonde girl, I forget her name and, and her boyfriend, or mm-hmm. I would have cut it down to at least three or four at the most It's just- Cut it was, down, get rid of three or four of the characters. It's I would have gotten total, rid of more than half. Cut it in half. And, and the thing was also, because they shot it in that cinema verite style, I think what the filmmaker intentionally, initially, Rob, I don't know if you agree, was trying to create was a sense of like, cinema verite realism where it was like by the way for the audience cinema verite means cinema like movies in the real sort of like very documentary style
0: but that's the way that's the way we shoot reality cinema. television right uh-huh. right
1: but is it to the point where that was intentional to make you feel like you were there part of that situation rob do you think that's what you get from it yeah
2: i think the attempt was to make you feel like you were another member of the dinner party i'm not going to disagree that there didn't need to be as many characters as there were i think it's always better to have an odd amount of characters and maybe i guess you could say that like the audience is the ninth member of the the dinner party um but I think it's also just just to not come down too hard on the film, like I think <laughs> that there's there's something to be said about what we perceive the attempt and what people wanted to make, and James Ward Burkett was right. attempting through how we would make things versus like I've never sat down with him and thought, you know I don't know if he's a pretentious guy or what, yeah, but like I think there is a that this is a 2013 film that is coming at the end of like that era of low budget we can do it let's make a, a, a you know a film like this cinema verite yeah. and and I think that it it comes with the baggage that other films that are in my opinion less good than this one Yeah, uh, bring with it and that is unfortunate because I think this story could be told um in a in a in a maybe a more clear-cut sort of way and i don't mean that in the story wise i mean like in the shot wise it needs
0: to be more focused
2: there you (laughs) go
1: so the other thing that i'll weigh in about it that because initially you know when i watched it it it, it, the the camera style did did jump at me but look I'm, i'm gonna be very honest i'm gonna make sure that our listeners know I made one first, my first feature was an independent like feature that is just awful. It's terrible. It's the worst movie out there. But I only had a limited amount of budget. I had too many characters, right? And I was forced to shoot this handheld because I, I had to film a movie in 10 days, you know? And it took mm-hmm. place at night. And as I was watching this movie, it reminded me a lot of my experiences when I filmed that. And I realized like I learned a lot from that movie and I learned a lot about the mistakes that, that were made. But also, it was just the time constraint and the budget, which is, which is, you know, it was crazy, right? I think the problem with me is that when I first started seeing those blackouts, it started getting really annoying for me because I didn't know until much later that's why they did it. But at that point, I had forgotten all about it. I didn't care about it. Like it. So to me, when I say pretentious, I'm not necessarily saying that the filmmaker is a pretentious guy because, like you said, I don't know him. And I, don't, and I don't know, that. but to me the film in this sense just comes off that way because it's a level of filmmaking where you're trying to make the most out of what little money you have with techniques that other filmmakers have used pretentiously to say, look how brilliant I am, and it falls apart, you know what I mean? So to me it was like, I, if, it were, if it were me, I would've cut down to about half, or like I would've made a dinner party between two couples, right? and then it would have been much easier for me to kind of keep track of the alternate realities
2: and i see okay i you know think what i'm saying yeah and i and not to i'm so apologize for coming yeah, up so i wanted like i i i think i get where you're coming from now because this is the second viewing i've seen of this and i think the second viewing and it's been a year since i've seen it the first time, oh i was going to ask
1: you when you saw it yeah, first yeah
2: the the second viewing of this was way more fun because i didn't have to you know, way on all of the stuff that I'm hearing you guys talk about. And that makes so much more sense now because um, I I get it. I get what you mean. And it took me a moment. Like it's almost as if it's, it's forcing itself to be like, I'm really going to like confuse my audience instead of like letting a story play out and, and being able to like go, Oh, I was thinking one thing and it's totally something else. Instead it's like forcing your hand into being like, I don't know what's going on. I better sit in it. And is that 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 makes sense to me now.
1: But is the the other thing about it too is that there's so much going on with so many characters yes. that I don't care about any single one of them. Like I got there through half the movie going like, I don't know any of their names. I don't care about any of their stories. I didn't because there wasn't a, it didn't let me breathe. It didn't let me like dive in a little bit like they were exploring that relationship with the girl yes. and her ex like it just it fell apart like because there was just too much going on
2: i can understand i can understand guys i would like to talk about some fun stuff that i thought about within the story itself though okay if you let me so yeah, of course yeah this is all about a comet going over a town and all of these like this this neighborhood that we are experiencing this dinner party um, is having a coherence of realities, so a bunch <laughs> right. of realities are existing at the same time while this comet passes over, and one thing that I wrote down that I thought was like really cool is it took me this viewing to realize that like there 's the the characters of Amir who bought the sweater that day, and Lori, who used to date one of the other guys, um, they come late to the party, yeah, and it turns yeah. out that they already passed through the, the, the different reality and I didn't catch that at first. So like when she's asking the Nicholas Brennan character, Mike, about the TV show that he is doing? on.
1: What do you do for a living?
2: I act. Shut up guys. I, I didn't know you were I don't well, remember you an actor. I just, so you do <laughs>
0: mainly theater or?
2: Well, I did, I mean, since I've moved down here to support my, my wife and her Skype-ing <laughs> career. Um, but no, I was I was at a TV show for about four years.
0: Yeah, what was that?
2: It was called Roswell.
0: My God, I love Roswell. I was not, hey, I was, when were you on Roswell? What what
2: episodes were you on? I was on all shows produced. <laughs> I was on what every single... I was a series was a regular, regular on that show. Yeah. The funny the thing guy. to me there when he's like, right. I was on Roswell because... He was on Buffy. Right. And like right, in the yeah, reality right, that said. she Yeah. In the reality that she came from, he starred in Buffy, not Roswell. But is that is that so
1: meta that like cause I, I didn't catch that at first. I was like, oh, maybe they're just making an homage to like, you know, he was on Buffy, so they say Roswell because it was the show that ran kind of sort of around the same time. Um, but I, I wouldn't have so Rob, if see, if you haven't explained that to me, I would never would have caught that. I don't even think I would have gotten my this, second this viewing. Well, I think this all
2: comes from well, yeah, and it must be you know me just having fun and uh, with it, but like yeah, and it could that could just be my opinion as well, you know.
1: No, I think that's a brilliant observation. I think that you you've really understood that movie to a degree that I I really do like the idea of the coherence and the realities and all that stuff. Um, oh, I
0: think like like I like I I don't I'm not trying to bash this movie. I'm in my opinion, coming from a producer standpoint. First of all, I would have I would have been like, okay, we need a slightly bigger budget, or we need to cut down on the characters, like you said, right? And then uh and then we need to really really focus in and get people to really really you know and and I would have I would have really like focused in on uh, a main character, and I probably the the, the blonde girl. I would have made her you know she turns out to be the main character. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But um, you know, especially at the end when she's like, ba- like, like her doppelgangers there, like in the bathroom. Right. Um, I would have made her the main character through, like, like we were, we'd be following her story. You know, and 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 how would you, how would you react if you were in here, situ- in her situation? Because yeah. guys, I'm telling you right now, from my perspective, if I saw a doppelganger or a clone. Of me walking around, I don't think that I would batch its head in. I think I'd team up. I would (laughs) team up. (laughs) I was
2: like, "We've got some (laughs) some business to
0: handle." Hell yeah!
1: So I want (laughs) to ask you, Rob, a little bit about like the ending and all that stuff. Um, You know, there. Because we, I, there, I have a lot of notes of things that I that I just, as a filmmaker, did not like. But I'm not going to dive in too much on that. But like, so what I got from the ending, and correct me if I'm wrong, is at the end she's trying. She figures out that if she walks out on the street, she can act, actually walk through the different realities. And eventually, she, because she's kind of miserable with what's going on or whatever, and she finds a reality that she seems to like, where everybody seems to be happy and stuff like that. And she goes in and she bashes. Her alternate self's in, -hmm. right? Uh, and tries to like take over that spot, right? And then at the end, when she wakes up, uh, she realizes, was this all a dream? Like, did this really happen, or whatever? She goes to the bathroom to see if that her body is still there, but then her friend with the short hair and the ketamine addiction (laughs) is
2: Uh showering.
1: (laughs) And it's like, oh, maybe it didn't happen. But then she sees the break in the windshield, her boyfriend comes out to ask her if everything's okay. He says he found her ring which obviously is like a dun 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 moment it's like there's two of them and then he gets a phone call and i'm assuming it's his girlfriend telling her him what's going on because he looks right at her and then we cut to black is that am i oh sorry and that's because the realities finally collapsed onto each other and now she's living is that in, what happened? Yeah, i think i think the common yeah. past and the realities have all become one now like like not one in like that they're all mixed in it's just like it's, it's wherever settled. you
2: ended up being when the comet passed right is where it's settled
1: are. right exactly yeah. is that is that
2: right i think you're pretty much right on the money i think the only thing uh he missed is when he gets the phone call at the end he goes that's weird It's you calling me and oh, when okay, he picks okay, it up okay. he looks at her but like so well, that's what i meant it's
1: it's her yeah, 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 self yeah, yeah, calling him. Yeah. yeah
2: yeah yeah and i think that like the part that i'm still a little bit Uh, confused on is that uh, she steals the ketamine in the new house and then also takes you know and you know drugs the the other good the other Emily and beats her up puts her in the the tub Mm -hmm. so she must have woken up from the tub and escaped and I don't know what they're trying to tell us and maybe there isn't an answer that needs to be made but like there are two emily's there but also are there more than one kevin like is there more than one of any of these other people because it's about two-thirds through the movie that you find out that like the dinner party we are watching yeah is all mixed up and i just wonder how many doubles (laughs) there are you know well
0: my question is is that you know like the they they have the blue they have the blue uh lights what what are those things the, the, yeah so so they I, have the blue I have ones a qualm and, with
1: the glow sticks it, it, yeah the,
0: the okay the glow sticks so you have one group with blue glow sticks and one group with red glow sticks and the whole time what i'm a like convenient way to well, identify I'm thinking, different different yeah exactly <laughs> i'm thinking like both both of these groups of people that are doppelgangers of each other are freaking out the same way that's why they're running past each other like oh my god oh no you know, yeah, that's what I gathered yeah. from it. Can what I you ask think? you guys a question though? Uh huh.
1: Did you ever feel any sense of dread, danger, or tension when
0: watching this movie? Honestly, I mean, because uh, Rob, you brought in the question is like, how would you react if you were at the dinner party? I
2: I felt freaked out, quite honest. Like, you I, yeah.
0: like it, yeah, I mean,
2: here's the thing. Like, I felt. A little bit of dread when you start realizing like oh were they all drugged and are they all just kind of like having a paranoia attack oh when Emily asks
1: if she put the ketamine in the food yeah
2: and so then it was like oh shit well then is it just like kids playing a prank and then there's this like feeling of like like internal paranoia but then when that is broken and we start realizing that like the one guy's phone is actually not broken he's from a different reality I felt and we are all able to have different opinions but i felt dread there because i wouldn't know how to get out of that situation i wouldn't know how to feel safe in a situation like that so when i'm watching the film i'm trying to interpret it in a way that if i were at this dinner party like what would i do and i don't know what i would do and i unfortunately would probably be one of the people that freaks out
1: and i you know what i think that's a really valid point rob i I personally, look, I love astrophysics, quantum physics, astronomy. Like I love all that stuff. I love exploring, you know, I I love the idea of the multiverse and that there may be infinite realities of us and and, and all that stuff. I think um, a show that I particularly thought was interesting was the OA that kind of travels between dimensions. I thought that was an interesting take on that concept. But the thing for me is that it, in my honest opinion, I never felt a real sense of danger when these guys were at the house. Like, I never felt like, oh man, like what? Like, don't do that. Don't go. Like, I never felt that. I was kind of like, all right, well, they like, leave the house. So, like, it, and I think, again, it falls into the problem that I said before that I think it's all over the place with the different people. But I think that the idea of your reality shifting yeah, and that you have no control over it, and you don't know who's your friend or who's your ally because they are the same person that you're looking at or that there's an alternate version of you that is capable of any infinite other possibility is a really interesting and very scary concept if you were to clash into it. I just think the execution of that in this movie fell apart a little bit. I, I want to ask you about the puzzles because it almost felt like an escape room at some point yeah, with the box <laughs> and the marking. But I... I don't know, Peter, and you tell me too, but I personally, when I got through the movie, I was like, what is the point of all of this? You know what I mean? That, I kept kind of asking myself a lot that through the movie and it, because it was just hard for me to follow and, and understand why the characters would ever want to do that. Why, it. Why they were just like, let's just
0: all stay in here until this comet passes. Exactly. When, when, I, when I was watching it, I was, been, I was like, "Oh, um, you know, once the lights go out, it's like the best thing to do is just get some candles, stay put and wait till the lights come back on because they were having a pleasant dinner i just yeah. you know like i was like well but where is the danger that they have
1: to feel the need to leave the house that m- one of yeah, that's my question because more so in thrillers and this is a different one but i i learned in early this is a film school note and we you're, we're all free to break this rule but one of the notes is like in any tense or thriller situation is what is keeping the characters in a place confined like the idea of confinement and them trying to escape this is what, what creates the tension. And I guess it's the alternate realities that are keeping them there. Mm. But that was hard for me to understand.
2: Well, I think that, um, and I don't remember exactly uh, chronologically when something happens, but when they go to, like, they realize their phones aren't working, and the one dude is like, oh, I need to call my brother. He's a you know, a scientist of some sort. And he said, if, if anything weird happens, like they're they're citing the example of the phone's breaking, he's like that I should just give him a call. And well, no one's phone's working, no cell phones work, no internet works due to the comment. They're like, well, maybe there's a landline. I'll go ask a neighbor. Mm-hmm. And they write the letter to just be like, Hey, we just want to use, your phone for five minutes, and the moment they open the door, they have that exact same letter on their door.
1: What is it, babe? Hey there. Don't mean to freak you guys out,
2: but we just wanted to borrow your phone for five minutes tops. Thanks. I think is what starts the fear, because why would my handwriting be on that? I don't think it's necessarily, like you said, executed perfectly, but I do think a catalyst like that could, you know, all it takes is one person in a house to start freaking out for someone else to start feeding off of that. And I think that is as good as any to at least like prompt fear within this dinner party. Not, maybe not the most perfect thing, but it does happen. I got a question. What was the
0: point of all of the pictures with the numbers? Oh,
2: I, okay, this, (laughs) I'm going to totally screw this up, but they had to create a box that essentially gave them a, if we are back at our house, our house will have this in the box because so like everyone rolled a die, they wrote a number down, so it's unique to that situation.
1: So that they so, would know how to identify each other? Was that well that's what so that they would
2: it. Yeah, know how to identify each other and that they were back at their own home because shortly they learned that like it isn't just two houses, it's an infinite amount of houses. Oh wow. Right. Okay. Yeah
1: right see the other thing that one of my other qualms with this in terms of again i'm looking at it as a point i was like how would if? i think that this concept of the alternate realities is a little too beefy like it's a little too complex for an independent movie right like you need more budget in the sense that you're gonna have to execute certain things like i think interstellar kind of did a, tr- a tr- take on it with you know when when um matthew mcconaughey's yeah. characters at the end into. T- uh, trapped in the tesseract and he's like going through and he can see like the you know he can visually see the 3d representation of different uh time uh, uh th- he can move physically through time right yes. which i thought was but that's executed through budget and visual effects you know i don't necessarily think that you need that with this but again this is where i would have condensed down a little bit so it's like four people at this dinner party two couples so you can create tension between the relationship drama, right? Maybe one of them used to date the other or whatever. And then the alternate realities start and then you start to kind of keep track a little bit more because the, the pu- that puzzle piece with the, with the box and stuff like that threw me off a little bit.
2: This concept feels like it would be better as like a mini series, you know? Learn the people, go to dinner, start figuring out what's going on. Like maybe it would be better as like four half an hour episodes than it would be in like giving it time to breathe and like developing characters like you're saying than it is in 88 minutes of like we're at a dinner party are we on ketamine the power's out and now <laughs> now there's multiple realities <laughs> and they're like uh-oh there's a wedding ring you know like yeah. i can understand that totally
1: <clears throat> yeah it's just one of those movies where like i said the alternate reality concept is already as complex as it is and then you're filming it at a dinner party where quite frankly it's a little bit of a boring setting like like it, there's nothing more boring than just watching people talk you know and i think that that's where this movie also suffers from is that we're always at this dinner party and it doesn't i never felt like i was like oh man i'm at this party and this is freaking me out like i was more so like well what why why is it so i think again if we if if it explored a little bit of that concept and we make the character the astrophysicist then you have a then you have a guide, you know what I mean. You have you have your your Obi Wan in in in, in, yes, the, in the adventure yeah. that has some sort of experience with this, and now we're along for the ride because we're learning about this this alternate reality. And then he has all these ideas of like, well, this is how we can navigate through this situation. And then maybe the tense moments where the power goes out again. I think they're in L A. Right? They're, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, are they in I- L A. I would just bet it's LA <laughs> because <laughs> it, you
1: know at, at one point like the the war, the room shakes or something and and I was like well but I mean like that's an earthquake if they're in LA they're used to that like they would have been freaking out about that more it, it, so I think like it's it's unfortunate because I know where they were trying to go and I lost some of those tense moments I think in the clutter of it all I will say there are some clever things that they did um, with Xander's character from Buffy I forget his name in the
0: in the movie. Uh, Mike. Mike. What is what does Mike look like? <clears throat> Mike is the is guy that? that was the He's the guy who
2: is an alcoholic and yeah. drinks the wine, doesn't drink the wine, um blackmails himself. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, that yeah. part also I wanted to ask you about the blackmailing.
2: I felt like that fell apart I thought that that might actually have just been a tool to raise stakes at a like final act sort of right. part, you
0: know. Right. Right. And you well, know, what was the, the blackmailing though? I I didn't catch that.
2: Well, uh, Mike had slept with, well, Mike and Beth had slept together. Beth was the wife of the astrophysicist's brother. Um, and it was one of those things where they didn't want this other reality to find the book that explained everything to them so that they wouldn't come over to the house. They were trying to stop everything that they had set into motion in their own house. And so he was like, well, if I blackmail him, then he won't go get the book and they won't come over here and try and steal our stuff. And we will negate all of these problems. Mm -hmm. Surprise, surprise. It just created more problems and it did feel a little forced. And you know, I, I, I just want to say that uh, you guys have both really opened my eyes to some things. Like I do like this film, but I don't think I would have uh, looked at it in the way that you guys have brought to my attention, which ultimately is a good thing. You know, I think that like a lot of times, and Peter, you've spoken about this when we were starting the podcast, that like a oh. lot of times people like to jump on YouTube or jump on a podcast and just talk about bad movies or things they don't like about movies. But it feels like we're really coming at this from a a structural point on like legitimately, this could have been. This could have been something even special, better actually. yeah
1: it could and have been it could have been because the writer the the director has worked with Gore Verbinski in a lot of stuff and he wrote Rango I mean like it's not yeah it's not like he's an untalented guy I just think that again you think this was, a, was
2: more of like a fun weekend project this could That's have what been. What it felt
0: like actually it, it you ever see the much to do about nothing by Josh Whedon
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Something similar to that. Something like that, yeah. But if you think about
1: meta movies like that, you just brought up Joss Whedon, right? Like one of my favorite meta movies of all time is Cabin in the Woods.
2: You know what Mm. I mean? Yeah, same. What
1: a great movie to execute a simple concept. It's it's a cabin in the woods, right? And Mm -hmm. something's going to happen like in the traditional horror movies, but it has that extra element of we are the ones controlling this. But she's still alive.
2: How can the ritual be complete?
0: The virgin's death is optional as long as it's last. Main thing is that she, you know, suffers.
2: That she did. It gets so
1: nutty towards the end, and there's so much build-up. You don't understand what's going on in their free. And then they figure out that there's this fucking place underneath them that like I just thought, and again, they had some sort of budget for that. One of my other problems with this, because it's like that single location movie, um, and I'll cite two examples that i I watched one a long time ago and I worked at Lionsgate, uh, and it felt oddly the same. Too many characters, single location. forget the name of the movie. Uh, it was directed by Kuno Becker. And uh, it was it all took place in an ambulance. And...
2: Oh, I know what you're talking about. It was, but it I took, don't remember the name of it either. Yeah, but it took place
1: all in an ambulance, inside an ambulance, like across the border between Mexico and Texas or whatever, or Mexico and California. I think it was Texas. And it just was like, oh, man, like you... Like, I get that you wanted to make this movie because you had the like you know a little bit of money and you want you wanted just to make a movie but it just if you had expanded a little there would have been one of my classic favorites of uh, and I'll, I'm sorry if I'm rambling guys. No, go for
2: it but no I'm interested in this one single location movie
1: that for me just works and it had a little bit of a budget but considering Hollywood budgets it was low it was the woman in black if you've seen that yes
0: movie. Mm. But 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 that was but that may have just taken place in a house. However, there's multiple locations in that house, you know? For sure. And but what I'm saying is that they took
1: a setup. Yep. and then once you're in that situation, it feels tense all the way
0: through, right? You know what this movie reminded me of, and it's another, it's 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 the same thing. It's the you know the the shaky cam, handheld. Yeah. I went to the Santa Barbara Film Festival back in 2009, and this movie stood out to me because I started recognizing this style all over the place. You know the uh, how'd you call it? The handheld, the reality the cinema TV. verite. Cinema verite. Um you guys ever see the 2009 movie The Exam? No. No. Okay, yeah, that's what this movie reminded me of. It's just a bunch of like tw- I can't remember how many people are in the room, but it's like 12 people in one room and they're trying to figure out how to get out and they have to do an exam to get out. And I think they did a a, a bigger budget movie version of it. I'm not entirely sure, but I saw that movie in um in the Santa uh, the uh, Santa Barbara Film Festival years ago. It's over 10 years ago now. Yeah, yeah, that's so
2: funny, cool. Peter. I, uh, I just typed in 2009 exam into Google and it gave me, you know, it gives you like six movies to go with it. And it says, exam, Shutter Island, Memento, Coherence, The Cube. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> yeah. the, the Cube, Cube. Yeah, yeah,
2: The Cube was yeah. one of those.
1: about coherence that I would have done also differently is I would have changed the setting of the situation if you're going to do something with those multiple realities right why make it the most boring situation that you could possibly think of of just a dinner table and I guess it's because they wanted to make it so that it was like the everyman situation but here's where you know for example a movie like Inception shines right we're talking about dream uh like going into dreams right and levels of dreams but what he added was a brilliant element which is the world of corporate espionage. Ooh, and he added an yeah. element of danger in there with money and people that really do kill each other for like secrets, corporate secrets and something. Like and he created a tension with the murder plot that like may or may not have been his fault. And like, you know what I mean? Like, like now he's on the run, even though he didn't kill her, but obviously she killed herself. And also, You add all this level of tension. I think that this alternate reality idea is, is great. Where like, hey, we don't know who's who. And who to trust, but I would have put that in a much more dangerous setting so that when shit hits the fan with the alternate realities, right, you would have gotten like real tension, like where you're just like, oh my God, like I cannot trust the person that is next to me who maybe I've trusted all of my life. But, you know, we're in this very dangerous setting how do I know if this person is going to get my back the normal way that they used to, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's probably where I would have loved to have seen a little bit of a budget increase.
2: I would have set this at a theme park. Oh, haunted damn. amusement yeah. park you know oh yeah that would have been so creepy i almost i said that as a joke at first and then i was like thinking about it i was like holy shit that actually might be kind of fun <laughs> <laughs>
1: no and and you can do you know it's that hall of mirrors look you know, yeah feel to I mean, and 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 i think that us did that really well at the beginning With that's where i got it from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. coming in you know and and they they do it well even though i like the movie us I talking. It it fell apart for me at the end as well. I think Same. The, the 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 concept was brilliant until the family shows up into the cabin at the house or whatever, and they they overtake the family. I think from then on, it started to fall apart
0: a little. Bit. No kidding. Hmm. Yeah, never saw us. I need, a, I need the first to half is out. great. I think that this movie would have uh, it would have benefited a lot from uh, from either an encounter with the opposite, like the doppelganger. Or even a conversation or like two words like, what are you? You know, something like that. Mm. I don't know. It would have spiced it up a little bit more in my eyes. You know, just like... Yeah, I
2: I think that there was an attempt to that, but I think it needed to be... I think it needed to be i think there needed to be a rewrite i think some people needed to come in and go. punch this there, thing up yes. you know? definitely
1: needed to be Doctor do script doctoring on this one yes yeah <laughs> and the dialogue in particular but i think what you're to your point peter is that a lot of it was sort of improvised
0: yes it was that's yeah, true it was yeah well you can tell with like because like an opening scene like you know like okay like the, her phone cracks and there's a mystery going on right and then but then the opening with the uh the uh, first is uh, again the olive oil that's all i got the, <laughs> olive, the only thing i got from that opening scene was the olive oil and i'm off bread i'm not doing carbs <laughs> like, we like,
2: all know that person
0: there,
1: rob and there, yep. there is yes one we do great <laughs> moment in that opening part where she, where emily emily is the main character right Yes, she's talking about the Russian meter, or, or or no, the last time that this happened, there was a woman that said, "I killed my husband," but he was standing. Oh, in Finland, right there. Um,
0: yeah.
2: And I remember reading about this one woman who called the police and said, "The man in my house is not my husband." And then the, the police came over and they said, "This is your husband." She said, "No, this is not my husband. I killed my husband yesterday." Awesome. That's how I know it's not him. That that was that was
0: yes, that was scary. That was creepy
2: to me. And that's one of those things that, like, upon my second watch, I was like, oh, shit, they're explaining it to us right here. You know, and so I think that I'm just coming back to it that, like, I do not expect you guys to watch this again. I I will tell you that right now. But (laughs) I do think that, like, I did have fun watching it the second time, and it was for a lot of things like that, like that Finland story.
0: But that should have been the movie that's it. Ooh, those moments know? should have said where it's like
1: movie. exactly like you don't know who's real and who's not maybe that like somebody gets murdered whatever, whatever and like there i think there were a lot of missed opportunities with this film but i think the filmmaker tackled a very difficult concept but i can see where they were trying to head for and i give the filmmakers kudos for attempting it because that's more than most people in this town do uh, which is, you know, make a movie, and and I uh, and I commend them for that for that attempt.
0: Oh yeah, a lot of people talk about making a movie, and then and but but you never hear about you know people actually executing, and that's another reason why like I don't like to bash movies. I like to talk about where it could have gone better or where they you know what 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 aspects of the movie you know were needed to be punched up. But I never, I don't like to bash movies because here's the thing. Uh, A lot of these people, these critics, for instance, let's say back on YouTube again, uh, they've never done anything. And the stuff that they've done is actual crap. We watch I mean, YouTubers all day long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm not hey, saying guys! <laughs> but I'm not saying that this, I, I was not saying that this is crap. This is actually an effort, you know what I mean? To actually execute something. Exactly. Yeah. I'm just saying that yeah. it needed, there, there needed to be a, doc, a script doctor. And then, of course, like, you need to really map out, and you can attest to this, Rob, map out the exact shots you want to do every single scene you know
1: yeah i think a movie like this needs very very specific in-depth planning and visual execution planning so that how you are going to visually represent everything and i think they made the attempt with the glow sticks uh and the the numbers i just thought that it was a little too convenient or too easy like it was just it was like i think that there could have been other ways to to mm-hmm. to
2: approach that well and on that point too i think that like if I were making this film, I feel Um, like I probably would come up with the, or it it felt like you come up with the glow stick, like I need a signifier, right? Okay, glow sticks. And then it's like, okay, we need another thing, another device like the box with the ping pong paddle and the numbers, Right. right? And then it almost becomes written around that, instead of yes. being written up and discovering those things. And yes. I hadn't thought about that until yeah, exactly. talking with you guys, yeah. you know, and that I, makes so much more sense.
0: This movie, it, it had a $50,000 budget and it made what? $102,000. Yeah. Something so it like was, that. It was uh, it made double its, uh, it's, you know, shooting budget, Yeah, just... uh, you know, so it, it was a, so it, it, in hollywood that'd be considered a success Correct. Yeah. <laughs> i know i know this guy i've mentioned him before See, michael mccray and I, <laughs> I i produced some movies with him and he's the the he thinks he's god's gift to filmmaking
2: <laughs> should i beep his last name Maybe. <laughs> no i don't no, care. i don't yeah. i honestly don't care yeah.
0: but i've i it was like pulling hair with this guy at times and um on a few movies the jude was a, was, was the main actor my Who brother does a
1: phenomenal job yes. by the way
0: but but he he unlike you rob michael <laughs> he stifled the jude's uh, 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 creative, you know, vision right. for his character, right. you know, whereas, you know, my brother came up to you on the ride and you were like, Oh yeah, let's have that moment. You know what I mean? Cause that's what a good director does. He listens to other creative people. So this guy, he does a $70,000. So you're $70, saying, you're movie.
1: saying, you're saying I'm a good director. I, yes, appreci- I yes. appreciate
2: that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> love right there. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome.
2: So this guy, hey, I also 70- think that too. <laughs> uh, Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Rob. you.
0: <laughs> so this guy does like a $70,000 movie and he's looking for more money and he gives me a buzz, right? And I know this movie's going to be shit if he, <laughs> if he, if he, does, if he directs it, right? So um, one of my friends, Jenna, she's in the movie. Anyway, so they're planning on it, and it's already got a budget of $70,000, right? But, but he's not a good director. And I was all like, okay, he gives me a buzz, and we have a talk, right? And I was all like, look, man you're not directing this movie. First of all, you're going to hand everything over to me. I'm going to produce it. I'm going to get more of a budget behind it, but you're not directing it. That's number one. You want me to come on this project? Fine. You're not directing it. I'm going to find someone competent to do it. He said, no, the movie came out shit. uh, And uh, since then he's moved back. uh, He's not in LA anymore hmm yeah huh I think ego is a ego's a terrible is thing a terrible it's dangerous thing, yes you have yeah. to know your limits
2: um i do want to say thank you for indulging in this film for me guys oh absolutely i was i was a little quite frankly i was a little worried but um I do like that you guys took the time and had such like thoughtful things to say about it. Uh, I don't get to choose a movie for another like three or four weeks, so don't worry, audience, if you didn't like it either.
0: Um, there's, nothing, was, like, there's nothing
1: wrong with it because at the end of the day, we're all passionate about film and movies, and sometimes it's important to watch you know off off filter stuff, like different things. like I was actually very intrigued to watch Coherence because I wanted to know where your brain was at, Rob and why you liked it. And, and also, it was interesting to explore a film I'd never heard about. So, at the end of the day, I commend filmmakers for making films and representing art and putting it out there and putting their heart and soul into it. Whether it was a good attempt or a bad attempt doesn't matter because you could always learn and improve. Exactly. But I think Hell that yeah. at the end of the day, putting out a movie is not an easy thing. And no, I commend anyone who tries to do it. So,
0: kudos Hell to you yeah. guys. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. Like it's, it's, a, it's putting your, it's putting your, yourself, your, your, you as a person out there, you know what I mean? It, 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 to direct bear your soul. Yeah. You bury <laughs> exa- the best way to describe it. You bear <laughs> your soul when you put out a movie, cause you're going to be judged, you know? Uh, guys, before we wrap up, I
2: do want to just uh, make sure everyone knows that if they leave us a rating review on Apple podcasts that, uh, we will read them and we will take your suggestions, but you can't Absolutely. suggest coherence because we've already watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did any, did you guys have any uh, final parting thoughts? We really, I, I, my final thought, sorry to just jump in on my own question. is just that like, I like that a controversial film for the three of us has sparked one of the, one of the, for me, one of the most interesting conversations that I've learned a lot from. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm not going to force that in future episodes, but it was a surprisingly exciting thing to happen on today's app.
0: Oh, no, you can, you can tell us whatever you want to watch, whatever intrigues you, Rob. You know what I <laughs> oh, mean? Oh, sure. But I mean, it's like, I'm not,
2: I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is that it was, I was not expecting such an in-depth talk on the craft via this hour and a half long indie film. You know, and that was very cool. Oh, well, well, thank
1: you. We, I, I like to pride that our, our, and, 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 this is me kind of celebrating our podcast here, guys. So, listeners, uh, you know, bear with me on this one. That's but, what
2: we do at the end of the episodes. <laughs> but, uh, I really do, I
1: really appreciate the, the trifecta here of, of, of opinions. And because I think one of the things at the end of the day is that we all both, we all three of us respect film you know and mm-hmm. uh the art of filmmaking whether or not you want to accept it, it is completely subjective so somebody's like you know golden star maybe somebody's trash shoot but at the end of the day there's reasons for that and how it connected with everybody personally from a from a filmmaking standpoint it's interesting to weigh in because you dissect the art and you learn new new things and i think that i really appreciate all of the feedback that is discussed on this podcast and how uh, we deliver it to each other and I agree with you Rob this was a very interesting discussion and I, uh, and I am thankful that we did it.
0: Yeah same here. I mean there could be you know someone out there could be like all oh, Coherence is a really good movie and I don't agree with uh, Peter or Rob on this one you know so yeah everyone, everyone, everyone has their own opinions about film it's just you know I'm expressing my own opinion but I do I don't just like like I keep on saying I'm not bashing a movie. I'm just, you know, giving suggestions on how it would be fixed. Some people may not be punching themselves in the face, guys. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> 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 um,
2: but anyway. Well, gentlemen, uh, this is my choice. Should I take it home? Take it home. Absolutely. Buddy. Well, you've been listening to Magical at the Movies with Rob and Rob. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week with a new film. Woo! Woo!